dude, I'm fired up because this entire month of January, well, almost, first one is right. an exception. But since that first exception, <laughs> it's bad when your exception is the first one. Right. <laughs> it's been all women the month of January. Yeah. I love it. It's been it was a goal of ours. It was. Remember, it was a goal of ours. We we've yeah. wanted to become maybe, you know, a little more diverse, a little yeah. less bunch of dudes sitting there talking we'll have plenty of that this year too right right uh so i'm feeling good (laughs) yeah this is great and um you know excited about this one because um you and i both know our guests it's nice when we know the guests um similar means actually yes Um, so uh gwen sacconi gwen how are you today doing good good um so greg you know gwen through the same way i know gwen redeemer classical christian school you taught there for a number of years many moons ago now Yes. Many moons ago. So yeah. I probably met you, Gwen, in like 2003. Something like that, And yeah. uh, Well, I don't want to give Gwen's bio. She can do that. <laughs> That's she, right. You, you can give your bio. Can you imagine my story? Let me tell you about Gwen. Um, I won't give your bio, Gwen. Our <laughs> listeners can get that from you. But it's nice to have you in studio. Well, thank you. Uh, and have you listened to us before? I have. I'm sorry. Uh, that's, that's pretty wrong. <laughs> I'm surprised you came on since you've listened to us. Well, you know, I, uh, I, I am a teacher, so part of being a teacher is preparing. Yes, And yes. so part I'm of my preparation was listening to your podcast. Yes. So I would kind of know what to expect. Yes. Nathan has that smooth, silky, buttery voice. Mine is a little more sandpapery. Um, but uh, remember, uh, Shaheen dropped that on us one yes. time. Yes. Yeah. I was like, thanks a lot, Shaheen. <laughs> and I think he blamed it on his dear wife, yeah. Bethany. <laughs> you know, that way he could kind of pass on the insult. That's uh, right. Yes. But, you know, in a very yes. cool, slick way. you got to yeah, watch it, Shaheen. Yeah, my He's mom, speaking. my mother said. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, then he later said, no, it's not terrible, but Nathan's voice is better. And I agree. I'd rather have Nathan's voice on my own. uh, Yeah, it's good to be here, man, hanging with you guys. Yeah, Yeah. this is exciting. Um, So, Gwen, just want to give you uh, some time here. Talk about friends, family, you know, give us – Give us a brief bio of yourself. What's going on? All right. Well, um, as you already stated, I am a teacher at Redeemer Classical Christian School. This is actually my – actually, I finished 18 years. This is my 19th year at Redeemer. And um, and I am their art teacher. I teach art from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. So if you go to Redeemer, you get me. <laughs> yes, that's you true. Can't, you can't escape Mrs. Sacconi. That it's, is true. It is part of the Redeemer experience. And um, it's been a huge blessing to, um, to me personally and my family. All five of my children have uh, either attend or have attended um, three of them have already graduated. Wow. Two more to go. And, um, you know, even, you know, it's funny because we've gone, been through a lot of different things at the school and ups and downs. And there were times, sometimes, you know, we were saying to the kids, you know, do you guys want to still be at Redeemer? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we want to, we want to, we, we, you know, we're Redeemer kids. We want to keep doing it. And that's, that's been a blessing to see that they were mm. excited. They're excited about the mission there as well. Wow. Um, we have uh, one of the things that kind of changed for me a little bit is um, I do I am more part time than I was at one point, and uh, with that um, I have started. I felt like well, you know, God has reasons for everything in your life, and um, one of the things that was really laying upon my heart was that I needed to get back to my art and just do more artwork, and so in the past. 
couple years, I've been making more artwork. And uh, last spring, so last March, actually, mm-hmm. um, I opened my own Etsy shop and kind of registered my own business, all that kind of mumbo-jumbo stuff. But anyway, it's been it's been great. And, uh, awesome you know, uh, it's just been great to have an outlet that keeps me a little bit more focused mm-hmm. because that's part of the reason I like teaching is because, like, I have a schedule and schedules are good for me because I get more stuff done. And I feel like God really has been able to use it. And he's just been able to kind of put me in all different little places and it's yeah. I, I love to see the pathways that God makes. Yeah. I love the way God puts people together because your husband is not an artist per se, correct? Uh, no. <laughs> he is an uh, engineer by training, yes, math is. teacher by trade and you know that isn't t- but that's often what God does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Puts a math numbers sequence guy with mm-hmm. an artistic guy. I love it. Mm-hmm. Man, I love it. And of course when you know the story I'm going to tell. I think you you were guessing mm-hmm. ahead of time. I've told many people this. Uh, it's hard to because Gwen's too nice to really pick on, but you, 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 you've heard me, <laughs> you, Nathan. You've sometimes managed. Go, you, you, you've managed. I, 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 I go after art occasionally <laughs> from horror stories I have as a kid. And Gwen, now you'll you, now you have an opportunity to hit this out of the park. But I used to always say, no, no, no. Wait a minute. There's a subject in school called art. I was a lousy artist, so I always did terrible in art, could never color in the lines, could never never make anything three-dimensional, could never draw faces, fruit, squiggly lines, anything. And so my joke always was, of course, with art, that I'd say, oh, yeah, art, yeah, why don't you have a class called height? And like, what do you mean? Oh, well, uh, yeah, height. If you're six foot or, uh, or above, you get an A. Uh, if you're 5'10 to the six foot, you get a B. And uh, I said, because that's what it is uh, with art. You either have it or you don't. That's a little unfair, isn't it, Gwen? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. <laughs> no, she's called, she knows she's going to get her chance. But it was years ago when I taught there at the school, when I had a group of seniors, I was looking to uh, take them to a classroom. Uh, the room was used for another event, another class, or some such thing. So we were sort of a wandering classroom. <laughs> and we were walking up and down the halls and looking for an open classroom. And I opened a door. I said, well, this one will work out just fine. There's nobody in it. And I think, if I remember rightly, Gwen, I think it was Mark Shiflett, who is now a full-grown man, member, happily married guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, member here of, of our church, who said, oh, Mr. Dutcher, we can't, that's the art room. And I said, art's not a real subject. <laughs> <laughs> and then, man, my shoulder is, like, lit up with, like, a whip. I felt like I had this electric shock. I didn't know Gwen was, like, right behind me. <laughs> And I feel this thwap. Oh, I turn turn around and I always remember you said, it's the only subject. (laughs) Boy, I never forgot that. It was like, man. It was like God sent his mercenary right in. (laughs) What happens when you slam art from the art? We might be going out of sequence, but I have to ask, but because you are an art teacher, what do you say to the the young student? You've taught many over 19 years who comes in, like me, with, shall we say, limited artistic Mm -hmm. impulses and abilities, Mm -hmm. Uh, what value, because I know there is one, all jokes Mm -hmm. aside, is there in them being exposed to art, learning art, doing something they may not do for a profession? Mm -hmm. They might end up being an engineer. They Mm -hmm. may end up being a salesman. What say you? Mm -hmm. Well, um, that's a pretty good segue into my thing. Um, Well, I... I first the whole my whole point about teaching art is that I'm not just interested in teaching who are people who are talented at it. 
I, I really believe that we are created by God to be creative. Mm-hmm. That it, that's part of our image bearing of God is that we are creative people. Now, obviously, not everyone is as creative in different areas. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's you know not not to be said. But the the beauty of learning art is that you um, see the creativity of other people as well as tapping tapping into your own. So the way I structure my my lessons and my uh, art classes for my students is to try to give them experiences and see artwork from people throughout the ages and from different places in the world and to look for the beauty and the truth that's in that artwork. Mm. Um, Look at the point of view of those artists. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all part of the experience. I also feel like there's a, a... that it's important that you learn about the way the world is put together mm-hmm. and that there is line and color and shape and texture and mm-hmm. value and that these are all the way – these are the elements that an artist used to kind of reconstruct their world, but we only can reconstruct a world that God has already created, right? Mm-hmm. We, we work with what God has already put before us. Yes. No artist is completely – creative in that all our creative all our creativity comes from God mm. regardless of whether or not we actually believe in him mm. excellent excellent and um, and so that's kind of where I come from and in, in terms of particular students who come in and say oh this is a coney especially I get when kids come in like maybe about sixth or seventh grade and yeah. they've never yeah. really had art or right. they've had really bad experiences with it they're like oh not this again and um, I really encourage them to try to listen to what I'm saying uh-huh. and and to look at what the project really is geared towards mm-hmm. um, because yes there are technical aspects and you might not be as good at, the, at that than somebody else because, you know, obviously you might be good at math and somebody else is bad at it. And guess what? You'll get a better grade in math than they will. And that's okay. But I try to build in an element of success so that everyone could definitely pass my class and most people can get at least a B. Um, And, uh, you know, if they just follow what it is that I'm asking them to do. And I grade it on several different aspects in a rubric, which I'm very clear about explaining, especially to upper school students. When they're grammar school, it's, it's a lot more you know, broad, and I try not mm-hmm. to get too picky about grades. I try to be a little bit more just encouraging and, mm-hmm. you know, more about the experience and the exposure sure. that kids will get. So I needed Gwen as my art teacher. Maybe. <laughs> you did. You did. I did, honestly. I'm, I'm sure but I could have worked I, with you. I could have jived with yeah, a, a Mrs. Yeah, Cone. I'm yeah, sure you could have. Were, were you good art, dude? Uh, I was okay. Yeah. There were some things that, I, that clicked with me with art very well. Mm-hmm. We would do woodworking and things like mm-hmm. that. That actually clicked with me mm-hmm. all right, um, wood burning and different things like mm-hmm. that. But um, aspects of drawing and mm-hmm. drawing freehand, I, I could never do. I, I remember specifically yeah, one time – I was sitting there with a picture of an elephant and I was trying to draw this jungle with an elephant in front of it. And my teacher's looking at the drawing and looking at the picture that I'm trying to draw. And she's like, what's that? <laughs> and I, I just, at that point, I yeah, was like, it's really okay, hard. Fair enough. <laughs> everyone has, I think everyone has an art teacher horror story. Yes. As a matter yes. of fact, I remember my very first art education class I took at Syracuse University, and we all went around the room and shared horror stories. And here we are, all wanting to be art teachers. Yes. And we all had horror stories. Wow. And so it's just one of those things. 
And I know I'm, you know, I'm sure there's somebody who came home and had a horror story from Mrs. Saccone. As much as I want to be in a, con, you know, always be an encouragement, you know, we're sinners. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, someone had a picture and you're like, really? That's what you're, okay. <laughs> you know, you have a bad day. You just can't stand one more thing, you know, whatever. I try not to be like that, obviously, because people are coming from different areas and mm-hmm. most kids really are trying their best yeah um so uh but yeah it's uh it's one of those things i think it's it's kind of like singing you know when people don't feel like they can sing well and someone criticizes them that yeah. it makes them just feel that much worse oh, sure. yeah. and um you know these creative outlets that god has given us um are also the ones that i think because they're part of our often very heavily connected to our emotions, mm-hmm. um, that's what, why we, it can hurt so bad. Yes. You know, it's not yeah. just, oh, you, you can't understand this math problem, whatever. You know, like people don't tend to get all sad about their math teacher because their math teacher criticized the fact that they couldn't yeah, that's add a good point. correctly. That's a great point. You know, but I think because it's really an intellectual, you know, much more purely yep. intellectual pursuit, whereas art and, and music and the other creative fields, dance and theater, yeah. Um, there's much more subjective and much more heavily connected to our personhood. It's our true. It's like your art captures more of your identity yeah. for whatever reason, yeah. more of who you are. And Nathan yeah. knows this. I, I uh, years ago, tried to write a novel, Gwen, uh, and it, I felt pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. And Lisa read it over and said, that was the worst not <laughs> novel she's ever read. <laughs> That was the worst thing, <laughs> period. She's ever, so she she was more like my typical art teacher. Right, right. Um, and now I, I, I have looked back on that, and it is awful. I mean, in my mind, it was brilliant, the characters, and, the, and it was so bad when I looked at it objectively. Mm-hmm. So I can laugh about it now. Yeah. But there is something to be said. Remember, uh, what, this is the first year. Uh, gosh, why am I blanking on the show? Come on, Ryan Seacrest. The music show. Oh, uh, The Voice. No, no, not The um, Voice. Um, like The Voice. American Idol. Yeah. Yeah. I bet uh, many listeners are out there thinking, come on, it's American Idol. Mm-hmm. You know, that show had been taken for years. But in the early years of that show, it's kind of a cruel, cruel thing what they did. They had uh, what the – because I saw a behind-the-scenes making. When that show was in its heyday, people loved the auditions mm-hmm. because what they looked for, it's really sad. There's always some goofball – like I, I would do or you would do anything mm-hmm. that tries to go down and get their 15 minutes of fame right. can't sing and acts like a, they tend to not want those people because they're a dime a dozen and then you have the small uh, group of people which the show is intended to bring out that are really right. talented Correct. and they get an opportunity but there's this section of, of people and it's sad that they look for mm-hmm. who really really aspire to be singers they think they're good and they don't know that they're bad. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a cruel thing. Yeah. It is sad. And they're the one. And you see these kids coming out, and they are crushed. Yeah. yeah. They, and it's not a joke. They're yeah. bawling. Yeah. Uh, they're they're devastated because mm-hmm. their dreams have been taken away. That's a good point. Yeah. I think most people like if I go in to take a, uh, you know, some kind of civil engineering test, I'm just laughing. Right. You right, know. Right, I mean, I'm right. not. Or, right. But if it's um, something right that is more tapped mm-hmm. into the creative yeah. impulse. Mm-hmm. In my case, I write sermons, and that's a little bit of a hybrid. You know, there's some propositional truth, hopefully mm-hmm. a lot of it in right. a good sermon, hopefully. But there is a uh, maybe the manner, the approach. Mm-hmm. Of course, the, the yeah. The stories you do to lead into Absolutely. It, capture more who you are yeah. as a person. And if they don't go over well, that's harmful. So uh, anyway, Gwen, I appreciate your sensitivity to that. 
So, Glenn, let me ask you this. How do you deal with a student that that you know artistically is not uh, – they're not going to make it? Because I think there is a point to – to what you're saying, Greg, where, you know, somewhere along the way, nobody in this person's life, uh, like on American Idol, told them that, yeah, mm-hmm. you're not a singer. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, you yeah. know, so how do you deal with students like that when you know yeah, this probably isn't the path for you? You should be looking at other pursuits, even maybe other pursuits yeah. in yeah. art. Yeah. But but this particular yeah. medium of drawing or painting, this isn't for you. How, how would you deal with that? Um, well, Obviously, it really has a huge difference on age. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, I teach young kids. If they tell me they want to be an artist, I tell them, go for it. Because Mm -hmm. at that point, they still have a lot of opportunity to develop. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, they might be an amazing artist. Um, But when people are in the high school and they're saying, oh, I really want to be um, an artist. And I say, okay, um, why don't you take some other classes Mm -hmm. besides the ones Mrs. Sacconi offers? Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, I'll give them some, maybe some directives. If I, if I really feel like they're, you know, um, weak, mm-hmm. I would definitely, um, you know, give them some real specific things to work on mm-hmm. and say, you know, hey, or I'd say, hey, do you, you know, you want to be an artist? How much time do you spend outside of, outside of um, art class doing art? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is none... I say, well, you know, most art. If you want to be an artist, you're going to be spending forty to eighty hours a week doing art. So you might want to get started doing some things outside of class. Right. And um, and some kids really do, and you'll be amazed how much a kid can improve by just doing it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so a kid who I might not think really has a whole lot of potential, if they start really doing it, like it becomes like a kind of a passion of theirs. Mm-hmm. They can often become very, very creative. Interesting. Um, now, I mean, sometimes I've said this to people, and sometimes I probably critique their art in such a way that, matter of fact, when I have people who say, "Oh, I, I want to, you know, be an artist or teach art," I usually start critiquing them more heavily. Mm. I usually start giving them construct. I mean, still constructive criticism, mm-hmm. but the kind of criticism that they would have if they went to art school. Mm. Because I'll tell you, your art professors, they don't care if they hurt your feelings. I'm sure. right, Matter yeah. of fact, they might enjoy it right. if they're a little sadistic. Yeah. Um, so I try, I try to push people. And when they kind of give me a pushback, I might even say, especially if they're seniors, I'll say to them, this is the way they're going to talk to you in art school. Mm. So make sure that this is not bothering you. Mm. Because if it's bothering you, you might want to choose something else. Mm. Or you I, might want to choose a different area of art. That is uh, just different. In all the years you've taught, have you had to tell a student that? That, hey, art's not really your thing. That's okay. Or have you been have you been fortunate enough to pass that on to others? I'm always looking for somebody else to say the hard thing. So I'm just curious. Um, I, I've never said it like that. Sure. I don't think I ever would say it like that because I, I just feel there are so many areas in art that if someone really has a desire – they're going to find the area that they actually are really good at. I mean, I, I when I went to art school, I was shocked. Some of the people who went, um, as far as their drawing skills, not really there. Wow. But their vision, they just had something burning inside of them that said, I really want to do this. Wow. I, have a create, I have creative ideas, and mm-hmm. I want to express them. And whether it was through photography and film, mm-hmm. um, 
design, uh, surface pattern design. You know, some people, I mean, gosh, when I went to Syracuse, it was a computer. Um, there was no such thing as computer animation, but even just computer graphics was such a brand new thing that the people who couldn't make it in other majors often went into there. Well, now they're, of course, laughing because they're like millionaires because right. <laughs> these are the people who, like, were behind the scenes because I'm pretty old. And and, and <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, these, these people used, like, COBOL and all these really Co- old, I remember that, old yeah. languages. Right these on. are the people who wrote the software for Apple and Microsoft and everything that you see on a computer animated film. Um, my daughter now is majoring in computer animation, and so she uses these fancy Maya, blah, 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 you know, all these different things. But, you know, back in the day, <laughs> they needed computer computer people who also knew something about art to do those things. And so, you know, God used, used those people in a different way, and uh, oh. that wasn't my path. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, I think all these years ago, I didn't know you went to Syracuse, which is where my parents went and met. Really? So you're not old because I know when they were there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, my dad went to University of Rochester. Okay. And then went to Syracuse for grad school okay. to major in library science. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they had a they had a big program of that. And there. my mother was there the whole time, and then went to grad school. So okay. They met there in '63 and married in '65, I think. So yeah, so you're not old. Okay. Um, okay. I, I don't think I knew you were an orange I, woman. I am. <laughs> Can I call you an orangeman or no? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I can call worse things. Gwen's <laughs> creative, so it, happen, you know? it actually is my favorite color. Oh, is that? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. My high school colors were also orange and blue, and um, we had something called the GA show, which was uh, the girl. We would put the, put these two. I think some. Schools call it like the dance show or something, and we we'd have these two teams, and we would compete. And we'd put together this big production. We'd have all these different dances and scenery, and it was super fun. Oh, but anyway, cool. we had the orange team and the blue team, and I was on orange, and I just nice. always loved orange. And then I went to Syracuse, uh, went to Syracuse and Syracuse. did the orange thing, and yeah. just always had a, an affection for orange to this day. It's kind of an odd color for an artist because orange is. My, my classmates would say, you use an awful lot of orange. I'm like, I know, I love it. So which, which daughter now is majoring in computer Gina. Animation? Wow. Boy, that, yeah, that's, I'm starting to feel dated. Yeah, yeah. And where, where is she going, can I ask? It's Ringling College of Art and Design. It's in Sarasota, Florida. Oh, yes, wow. you can be jealous. I was going to say. It's I'm, 72 degrees oh, today. I'm immensely and sunny. jealous. Woo-hoo. I would actually enroll in art school now. <laughs> I know. Oh, believe my me. goodness. That's awesome. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> so go ahead, tell us a little bit about the process like when you were younger, um, wanting to be an artist. Was it something when you were in elementary school you were Good just question. very into and you were like, yep, that's what I want to do? Or was it something that kind of developed for you? Obviously, it was something that developed at some point in high school because you went to college for it. But tell us a little bit about being a younger artist in that process for you. Well, um, I think I've, I've always enjoyed making things. Always thought making things was the, just the best thing. As long as I can remember, uh. love to make things. But I wasn't particularly in, in, interested in making crafts. Uh. Like there would be kits. People would give me kits. Yeah. They would sit 
and maybe I'd pull them out and paint something completely different with them uh-huh. or make something. Like, I think I had one fill in, the, you know, like a paint-by-number thing, mm-hmm. one that was a horse because I just loved horses, so I, I, I was patient enough to go <laughs> through that. But any other ones I got, I just could not – I couldn't sit through them. I didn't wow. like them. Yeah. Um, I remember being in kindergarten – and having my teacher ask us to draw clowns. Uh. And I drew a clown that had green triangles on his cheeks. <laughs> and my classmates laughed at me and said, why does your clown have green triangles on his face? No clowns have green triangles. It's supposed to be red and it should be circles. And I said, because I'm creative and I want to be different. <laughs> you were like a kindergartner? <laughs> I was oh, in kindergarten. You were born. I think I was to born to this thing. Wow. Um, and so um, then, but you know, in elementary school, I never really thought of myself as an artist except for that one experience. Um, and I c- continued to like to make things. And then um, when I was in sixth grade, um, during back to school night, my parents went to, you know, ran and visited all these different teachers. Yeah. And the art teacher told my parents, your daughter's very talented. You should sign her up for an art class. Wow. I was shocked because I thought I did nasty stuff for this teacher. Wow. I, I, was, I couldn't believe that she said that. Mrs. Cataldi was her name. Um, and she uh, – and so then my parents um, signed me up for a class – um, actually, one of my classmates' mothers was a portrait painter. She still is to this day. Her wow. net name is Annette Hanna. And uh, she was running a class for um, kids, but kind of like middle school type mm-hmm. kids. And yeah. I was in sixth grade. And um, and so I would draw. So my, my parents signed me up for this oil painting class. Yeah. And I loved it. And all she did was set up still life paintings. Yeah. And we painted them. And I would just and, – and I just learned by doing, you know. And, and she would walk around and say, oh, this is good. This is good. You might want to work on that. That was uh, kind of like her basic thing. It was like mm-hmm. two good things and one bad thing that mm-hmm. she would – so you'd have one thing to work on. Well, and some of actually my classmates were in that, in that class. But it became very evident quickly that I was much better at this than everybody else was. <laughs> and even kids who had been there. That yeah. I just was good at it. And I, it's something that came very naturally to me was painting. Yeah. And so I continued to do that. And we then moved from the first place we met, which was in t- the next town over, into her own studio, which was upstairs. She lived on um, in a in an older home that had three stories, and her studio was on the third story. And so I'd climb up there to the third yeah. story, and there was other people in that class. And then the class actually included adults. Oh. Mm. And I still was one of the best people in the class. Wow. So then I did start getting this idea, like, maybe this is something I'm actually good at. Yeah. And even when I didn't really care, though, I didn't really look that much at them. Um, what I cared about was just the feeling I felt when I was there. I always felt really peaceful when I was there. Wow. Mm. And I remember being in eighth – I mean, I remember what day. It was on Tuesdays, Tuesday afternoons. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you multiple things that happened on either on the way there, weather things that we had. A, we had a, a, a tornado came through our town once. I was at art lessons. Oh, my goodness. You know, the power went out, went home. There was no power. Wow. Um, and, but I would look forward to that. In eighth grade, two of my best friends moved away, and it was like the worst year of my life. Oh. I was 13. I grew four inches in two months, oh, and yeah. my, my pants were all short. I hated life. And um, but I loved class. I loved art class, and that was just I just really 
huh. felt there was a place that I was always safe and that I was able to do something that I loved and um, no one was going to make fun of me and yeah. mm. call me whatever names they felt like calling me that day. Yeah, it, it reminds me of the cl- oft-quoted uh, what Eric Little, you know, the chariots of fire, mm-hmm. that, that when I run, yeah. I feel his pleasure. Yeah. That there is something when you were doing yeah. what you were meant to do. Yeah. You felt his pleasure. Yeah. And this is, is what you were wired to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I think that's that's captivating to me. Whether you can look back all those years and and see you've had it. So uh, to transition, so you life has well, it's never really let up for you. You've raised five <laughs> kids. Um, so, but as they get older, you've uh, opened up a shop. Talk talk to us about that. Okay. Like what is um, what has that been like? The name of my shop is called Truth Branch Art. Uh huh. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with Etsy at all, but in Etsy, you basically set up a shop with a name. Yes. And you can have multiple words in your name, but you always you only separate them by a capital letter. <laughs> oh, okay. And so when you see it typed, it's always with the with the with the capital letters. Um, although if you if you Google it, I mean, it, it, I can I have it low, all lowercase or just a you know it's okay. it's it's about five different ways. Yeah. Um, and um, and the reason I I. I chose that name because they, they're, they're always telling you, oh, you know, you should choose a name that reflects what you're going to do and something about you and blah, 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 blah. And so I was thinking, well, you know, I wanted to say – to talk about – well, obviously I'm selling art, so I wanted to include that. Sure. Um, and I was going to do something like Expressions by Gwen, uh-huh. but honestly there was like already an Expressions oh, by okay. Gwen on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I came up with a couple different choices, and I would just Google them and see if anything else had that name. And yeah. if they did, I crossed it off. Sure. And there was quite a few like that. Wow. And so then I came up with this idea <clears throat> about <clears throat> that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Uh-huh. And no one comes to the Father except through him. And that also, reading in John, we talk, Jesus talks about, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Yeah. And that we only grow by being connected to the vine. Yeah. And, and so I thought, I'm a branch mm-hmm. of the truth. Jesus is the truth, and I'm a branch of mm-hmm. him. And my art is a reflection of that. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that. So, um, so that's kind of how I came up with the name. Yeah. Um, I do not solely do christian themed art uh-huh. i just kind of do the art that is either in my mind at the time or uh art that other people have asked me to make for them okay sure. um i've done a lot a lot of my best work i think is the work that i've done for others and uh, that other people have had some say yeah. in the work um either um in the color choices, like I had somebody, she liked a certain painting I did, but she's uh, like, but I want it in blue. Oh, like, okay. okay. I'll do it in blue. And I yeah. did. And, wow. and, um, and she loved it. And then, um, you know, different or a different verse or a different, you know, like do people have different ideas and yeah. they, they're like, I would like, like, I like that painting you do, but I want this instead. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I do it for them. And it's, it's, I love the collaboration. Oh, that's cool. I love feeling like, I'm taking like God's giving me creative creativity through you. Yeah, you know, like it's it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's not just me sitting in a studio painting, 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 trying mm-hmm. to communicate with the you know creative gods or something. Yeah. Because you know, obviously, there are no creative gods. There is only one God, and yes. He is mm-hmm. the God of creativity. Yeah. And I and I do feel a connection to to the Lord when I when I when I do art and wow. um and I try to 
I'll, some of my art is very much based on verses, and I kind of think about those verses and think about different ways that the, the verse affects me and different and try to put it together in maybe ways that other people haven't seen it put together before. It's hmm. awesome, Glenn. The um, uh, what when you mentioned a friend earlier who's a what your friend or their mother was a portrait painter. Who was that? Yeah, my my art teacher was a portrait painter. Wow. Yeah. Ha, have you by any chance seen The Crown? I don't know if you've seen that. It's a new Netflix series. No. Um, there's a an episode uh, apparently that was based on a. Uh, real event in Winston Churchill's life. John Lithgow plays uh, mm-hmm. Churchill in this. It's, it's a really, it's a, it's a good series. I think it won all kinds of awards the other night uh, at the Globes. But um, a famous portrait painter in Great Britain was hired at the occasion of, uh, I can't remember, what it was, I think it was Churchill's 80th birthday to paint a portrait of him. Even if you don't watch the show, it's worth it just for that episode. Okay, I'll, I'll have to watch it. Because, of course, it. I'm thinking, oh, this is the, the artsy one. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to appreciate it. But, again, it really, really did. And uh, this guy was a portrait painter, um, which I can't imagine. <laughs> That's got to be, to me, one of the hardest things. It is. <laughs> I can't even it conceive. It is so hard. You, you, you've done Painting, it before, Gwen, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, guessing, right? I have. Um, I would never call myself a portrait painter by trade. Yeah. I'm willing to do it. <laughs> but it is not my my. It, it is really difficult. Wow. Por- art. Um, I think portrait painting is super difficult because trying to capture a person. I mean, people change constantly. Yes. I'm always amazed. I I, I can get a, like a pretty good representation of you. Like uh-huh. if I point painted your portrait, people would recognize it as yeah. Dutcher. You know? Wow, that's scary. But <laughs> they might. But there's. But they. But they might be like. But it's not quite him. Yeah doesn't quite give me the feeling of him, you yeah. know, because trying to get the feeling of somebody and, and, and trying to get that essential them is what's really tricky in, in portrait painting. And, right. um, and when I teach portrait drawing, and I even do portrait painting with my 10th graders, and they'll tell you it is the hardest thing that we do, but they, when they do it, they feel very accomplished. Wow. And, and honestly, they are because they've gone through this process. Yeah, it's, I can't um, and it, it it goes over almost a whole quarter. Like we we do it for many art. Like first we draw it, yeah. then we do the shading, then we do the color on top of it, and we mm. mix the color. So like today, all we did was mix skin tones. Yeah. So that's all we did. Just mix wow. skin tones, and then tomorrow, like next Thursday, we'll apply them. Wow. Um, but anyhow, um, when and I used to do this in the sixth grade where I would take pictures of them. Now yeah. I use the, the ones from the yearbook because they're much better than the yeah. mug shots that I was always taking. Yeah. But what, what would always surprise me is I would take their picture and then I'd look at the camera. I'd be like, I, I'm just looking at that person. I'm looking at this picture and it doesn't look like the same yeah. as that kid I just saw. Like mm-hmm. somehow the photograph didn't really capture the kid. Huh. And I'm like, and this is a photograph, yeah, for goodness right, sake. Right, so a, a photograph, which yeah. is basically just looking at light and bouncing it back and it can't always capture a person, well, how much harder is it for me to do it? Right, <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a huge challenge. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, lots of props off to people who paint portraits. Because oh, um, I was going to ask yeah. if you could do it for me and Nathan, uh, uh, Portraits of Us podcasting. <laughs> and then we could sell them. Dude. <laughs> Can you imagine the money we would raise? Dude, that, oh, yeah. get that, that's way too yeah. much time with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think also, what I could uh, do is I could do a cartoon. 
Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that, I, I could I, definitely do that it. That would make us look better. And uh, <laughs> is there any way, Gwen, you could take off for me, I don't know, 10 to 75 pounds? If you could somehow maybe <laughs> come up with that. Well, you want people to recognize Yeah, that's true. That's true. Actually, no. This is the dream, Greg Dutcher. In Greg Dutcher's mind. In his glorified body. Yes, yes. And believe me, I do have a picture in my brain. It's similar to the audio in my head of me singing a song. And then I hear myself singing a song. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, right before Christmas this past year, um, Josh Mitchell, who's been a great mm-hmm. friend of this podcast, young man who is on staff here and has set us up, uh, is a creative guy himself. Not an uh, arts guy in the classic sense. He's a music guy for sure, so <clears throat> that, that broad sense. And we were listening to somebody, and I said, boy, they sound different. He goes, oh, it's because they've been totally auto-tuned. Um, I didn't even know what that was. And then he took me in his office, said, just pick a song that you like, Greg. And I couldn't th- So finally I picked – uh, bye bye, Miss American Pie, mm. and he basically brings up this karaoke thing and has me sing into a microphone. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it was so weird when like it's kind of I have to you know I'm like bye bye, <laughs> and he auto tuned it and I ended up sounding pretty good. I uh, yeah, you know yeah. on the auto tune yeah. yeah, which yeah. is like you you can raise the voice right. get yeah. the right pitch. He did say about four times I went out of key and there's not much he can do about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Right. So yeah, I just they can it. do it a little bit. Like if you're just slightly off yes, key, yes. But if you go like into a completely different, that's note what he said. Range, yep. If you go into a totally different range, not much you can do. Yeah. Then you get so. into Bob Dylan category. Right. <laughs> 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 that's, that's hysterical. But uh, yeah, well, music is another like hugely creative field. It's yeah. uh, and, and another field that really taps into your soul. And, of course, we use it in worship, yep. so it's awesome. Yes. I love music, love to sing. That's yeah. another thing I, I love to do. Mm-hmm. But um, no one pays me to do it. Right. <laughs> stick to art. Nobody <laughs> pays me to do it either. <laughs> but they don't pay me to do any art either. So. They pay you not to, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, they, they should. They should. If I offered, they would definitely pay. Um, so, Gwen, let me ask you, because you were talking about how um, not all your art is strictly – um, Christian mm. theme. Talk to us about that, like that process for you of, because I know that there are a lot of people out there. I mean, this was big in the you know '80s, early '90s, and and it is still big in some circles that um, you know. Well, you need to be portraying Christ in everything you do. How do you view art in life in that experience to say, you know what, I'm I'm painting this. This is specifically biblically themed or christian themed mm-hmm. where this isn't this is mm-hmm. just life so talk to us mm-hmm. about how you relate to your faith in your art and life um yeah that's a great question and i think one that um you know a lot of people who grew up in it who are christians will, will struggle with you know and honestly i um <clears throat> you know i make art Mm-hmm. And God has given me this creative urge to want to make it. And um, and when I make it, it relates to some aspect of my experience and my life. Mm-hmm. And so that may deal more directly with my faith, or it may not. Mm-hmm. But it's still going to reflect my faith because it's coming from a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. 
And I think even an abstract painting has an element of that Christian worldview because, well, for one thing, I believe that there's an ultimate truth Mm -hmm. and that there is beauty in this world and so that you can seek that as you create. Um, And um, so when when, when I'm making artwork, I... um, yeah, it it it, it just it kind of naturally flows. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I actually love to make artwork that's directly related to a verse that I'm I'm meditating on mm-hmm. or a biblical concept. I, I love to do that, but honestly, that doesn't seem to be the thing that just jumps out at people that they want to hang on their wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, and mm-hmm. that's okay. Sure. Um, sure. So if you really want to have a picture about like you love trees, and I paint you a picture of the four seasons with which I've done. Um, matter of fact, the first one that I did um, was a triptych because my one friend doesn't like winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I painted spring and fall, summer and fall. And so I made this really painting, dry. and um, it's what, what I like to call like uh, expressionist. Mm-hmm. Imp- it's like impressionistically expressionist or something like that. They're, my paintings tend to be very colorful. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of, they have kind of an abstract feel to them, but yet there's recognizable things in them. Mm-hmm. So I, I I like to do that because I feel like it makes it much more accessible. It makes mm. modern art more accessible to people if they can recognize some aspect of it. But then they can kind of see where I'm going with it. Like, oh, I see. You're trying to get the feeling of summer. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not just the picture of summer. Mm-hmm. This is the feeling of I like summer. That. I like that. And so then another friend saw the first p- set of paintings, and she's like, I want all four seasons because I love winter. Yeah. And so then I made all four seasons for her. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, again, it's yeah. kind of a collaborative thing. And uh, a lot of people have liked that. I actually even made some, um, went ahead and printed cards, uh, greeting cards of, of those paintings because other people, like, wanted to have some of them. Oh, nice. And so I even brought some for you guys. So. We'll share that with you later. You get to choose which season you want to be. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I would definitely be with your friend. I don't want winter. (laughs) I don't know what it is. These mid-Atlantic. Maybe if I was up in your old neck of the woods. Yeah. If I'm up in New Hampshire, then maybe winter. But, man. Yeah. Winter in this area, honestly. Dreary. Just dreary, gray, wet. To me, it's like the... the manifestation of the flu. That's how I think of winter. Pretty depressing view, isn't it? It so is. I need as many it things is. to look forward to in the winter yeah. as possible. Yeah. yeah. Little get-togethers with friends. Yeah. We, uh, Lisa and I are talking about a day trip, you know, yep. here and there, uh, because it's glum. So, yeah. uh, but I get. But Lisa likes winter. She even the gray stuff doesn't depress her. Mm-hmm. She she thinks it shuts everything down. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, kind of. I don't know. Just she likes being in the house with a. The, mm-hmm. the warm fire on and all that kind of feeling. I'm like, yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If it's not yeah. snowing, I have little purpose for winter. If yeah. it's not Christmas or snowing, yeah. no purpose. Yeah. So curious to see what you have there, everyone. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so also, um, you know, Gwen, I remember uh, maybe it was three or four years ago, um, you, your husband, Joy, and I, we went down to D.C. And we were walking through um, the um, – which museum was it? Smithsonian? No. Well, that's uh, all we I know in D.C. We went through a couple different ones. So this was I, the, I um, the Louvre. Was it the Ma- was oh, it, wait, no. Was it? 
<laughs> is the Louvre in DC? <laughs> okay, yeah, Dutch. The Louvre's in DC. It's this great big triangle. <laughs> it sits over the White House. <laughs> Um, they they well, moved it, it since your last <laughs> It's not there, people. It's great. You should go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what is in Washington, D.C., the, the art gallery, the main art gallery mm-hmm. is called the National Gallery. Yes, and there's yeah. the East Wing and the West Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, the East Wing is the modern one. Mm-hmm. The West Wing is the more traditional one. Interesting. And we went through the West one when we all went down. And I got to tell you, one of the one, it was one of the greatest days because I had taken um, – I've taken some art um, critique courses throughout okay. my schooling. Mm-hmm. And so there are things that I knew. But going through with, with you and John was great because every little thing you were going through, it's like, oh, and, and this painting. And, and you brought so much to life that really – I feel like people who don't have an appreciation for art, if you go with someone who does and who has that history and that background, it really brings it out. And there's a richness to it that you've never seen or thought about before. And Mm -hmm. so I could critique technical aspects Mm -hmm. of some of these paintings and look for certain things. But then there's a lot in the history, in the background. Mm -hmm. And this is what this artist was going through Mm -hmm. that caused them to do these certain types of paintings. And this is their place in history and where they were. So they're bringing out these certain things. It it was something that um, was just – it really opened my eyes more to – just oh i appreciate this painting for these technical aspects there was so much more that was brought out and so i know that um as somebody who is learning under you that day that your students really do have a great teacher um when they go into the classroom and someone who's able to pull out more than just the creativity in them also pull out that aspect of learning and thinking um and so i you know i know that um those things are even brought out in your art as well. So can you talk to us about some of those things that you try to convey, not just not just the experience and the, and the emotion, but also um, things that are personal to you and things that really drive what you do and why you do it? In both my teaching and my yeah, art creation? Yeah. yeah um, I'll start with the teaching because I have done that more and uh and the longest (laughs) Mm -hmm. um even though i painted before i ever started teaching art i i uh god just put me in the right place at the right time i had no intent of being a teacher when i went to syracuse university i planned to be an illustrator Mm -hmm. uh when that didn't quite pan out i became a painting major which i loved i loved painting and um and but when i was at syracuse one of the things that really struck me was art history I knew almost absolutely no art history before I went to art school. It's a mm. shock that I actually went to art school at all. Mm. Wow. And when I think about it, I, I knew like three artists by name. I, it was crazy. <laughs> but I took an art history class with the most boring professor you ever want to uh. know. She was sat out there. It was, you know, art in the dark. Yep, and yep. Mm-hmm. she had a monotone voice. And it, it was – the material was so captivating to me. Mm. It was like opening Pandora's box. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, I saw art from all over the world and and how people throughout the ages had been making art. It wasn't just about making something look realistic, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you know, abstraction is not something that was invented in the 20th century. Uh-huh. I mean, I like to think it was. But, I mean, really, you look at art throughout the ages and you see lots of abstract art. Matter of fact, the art that's described in the Old Testament in the Bible was probably pretty abstract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
And so that really opened up a whole different world to me. And then when I took an art education class, that opened up a whole other world to me that, oh my goodness, I could be telling people about this art. Mm, it was cool. almost like preaching the art. You yeah, know? right, right. And, yeah. Um, and, I, and that was really exciting to me, just the idea of teaching art in a way that wasn't about just let's make a pretty picture for right, mom. Right. Um, matter of fact, some moms probably wished I did do that, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm more interested in your kid learning about how art fits into all subjects. Mm -hmm. That's kind of why I did that with you, you know, that day. You know, art is the subject. Why? Because art brings in everything. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. there's math, there's science, there's history, there's yeah. the Bible. It's all in art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm I'm a person who loves all things. And I, you know, if I could eat my art, it probably yeah. would be the <laughs> final <laughs> awesomeness. Yeah. But. Um, I've painted many pieces of food, so you know yes. that kind of works because I love food too. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, just that idea of, of history and that we do not sit in a in a bubble. You uh, know, there are no mm -hmm. bubbles, and 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 there's and, and there's no Christian bubbles either. You know, Christians might want to try to make a bubble, but God doesn't want us to make a bubble. We live in the world. Mm -hmm. Jesus lived in the world. He touched things. He moved to things. You know, he didn't just hang out with the with the holy people. Uh -huh. I did the absolute opposite. Right. So that's the same thing with art. I don't, I don't fear teaching my students about 20th century art, even though the people who made it were anything but Christians. Mm -hmm. I mean, throughout history, most artists were not Christians. Mm -hmm. Some were, um, but most were not. And, and so, but that doesn't negate the truth mm -hmm. of the things they were trying to express or the beauty of the things they were mm -hmm. trying to mm -hmm. express. So I try to bring that out in, in when I'm teaching art. And then when I make my own, it's more mysterious to me when I make mm -hmm. my own art. I have no set way of doing things. I, I've always been kind of um, – I if I taught art the way I made art, I have a lot of confused people. <laughs> <laughs> I used to yeah. – you know, I'm like, mm -hmm. I can't teach art this way, but I make art this way because it's just the way I made it myself. Sure. You know, I kind of started and I had a kind of haphazard way of, mm -hmm. of learning mm -hmm. it. Um, and so there's things that I bring – but I try to bring in things that I learn. Um, you know, I – I'm constantly learning new things. Yeah. And that's one of the things I've loved about doing this business is I have learned so much yeah. about business mm -hmm. and taxes. Not that you want to learn about it, but, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, using the Internet, using yeah. social media. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, because, you know, you have this line between I want to get my word, the word out, but I don't want to be obnoxious. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, and I don't want to be just this hack, you know, just throwing stuff out there just to have it out there. I want to have real communication with people. And that's that's hard. I'm sure you find that as well when you're – if you use – I don't know how much you use social media but um, to get your word out. But, you know, you want to have real conversations with people. And I, I, I have been interested over inter Instagram that when I leave real honest comments to people how – appreciative people are mm. of it and they will mm. often leave me very nice comments back nice. and um and so that you know it's about having a real conversation with yeah. people and really meeting people where they are and honestly i don't know exactly where i'm going with all this art thing yeah. i part of me like some days i'm like why am i doing this thing why am i not just relaxing enjoying my art teaching now that i've been doing it for well over 20 years mm -hmm. um you know why? Why do I feel this need to do this, have this business, and do this? And and I just, 
I, I really feel like God wants me to do it. Like mm. I, I really feel like if I'm not doing this, I'm, I'm disobeying. Wow. Mm. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's nothing like Nathan. We've talked about when you have a, a teacher who's passionate about mm-hmm. what they do, that's, you know, you always know when you have a teacher that isn't right. just phoning it in. But if you're excited, you're passionate, there's a contagion. Because I, I, true story, there's a guy in this church, this goes to your earlier point, but who's not what we would say an artistic person who's an actuary. And okay. he has geeked out with me okay. talking about actuarial tables mm-hmm. um, and why they're fascinating. Mm-hmm. And you realize that, you know, math, he has this whole philosophy yeah. as yeah. his own math, which is pretty fascinating. Yeah. And you think, well, I don't know. I, even though I'm never right. going to be where he is, mm-hmm. there's a contagion. Right. Oh, and, yeah. Um, it's, it speaks so you should talk to my to Angelo about either cars or computers. He'll, he'll oh yeah, he's yeah. like so excited about yep. it. I'm like, half the times I have to ask him to define what he's telling right. me about. Yeah. Like, yeah. What are yeah. you talking about, Angelo? Yeah. Absolutely. And he's in ninth grade. You know? wow. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. Uh, unfortunately, we are we're actually out of time right now. <laughs> Uh, this I just, yeah, this just flew by. Um, thank you, Gwen. But Gwen, yeah, thank you sure. so much. And we want to make sure that um, our listeners have access to, um, you know, your site and, okay. and all those different things. Yep. So, in um, we're our... going to put that in the show notes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what professional podcasts. <laughs> That's wow. the, that's my term in the last couple of months. That's right. Yeah, we'll get that in the show notes. That's right. Uh, <laughs> You know. Line notes. <laughs> we have a department that handles that. One. It's very, very complex. highly. That's right. He's wearing a green striped yeah. shirt right, right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, the NB department. That's will right. Take care of it later today. Um, but we also, Gwen, um, if you're all right with it, we want to um, go ahead and give away um, a couple of uh, samples of art that you've done to our listeners. So Love for that, those man. of you who retweet, um, so Gwen, I'm assuming that when this goes up, you're going to tweet this out on your social media. So what we're going to say is those who retweet Gwen's tweet uh-huh. in Actually, the message. I don't, I don't, I don't have the oh, Twitter. Oh, you don't have Twitter. We're yeah. going to have to I tweet have the, I have the Instagram thing. Oh, okay. okay. We don't have the Instagram. That's right. Which you, people chide do, us for. Do you have Facebook? I have Facebook. You have Facebook. Okay, so here's going to be the deal. All right. Um, for those of you who like Gwen's Facebook page to help boost up her um, response, go ahead and like her yep. page and then come back to us and tell us, hey, you know, I, I listened to these go to 11. Gwen Ciccone was on there and I liked her Facebook page. Go ahead and let us know. We'll confirm it with Gwen and then we will um, send that out. So two pieces of art. Do you think that would be good, Gwen? Two pieces of art from you. So if two people do it, two people will get it. If more than that, like her page, then we'll go ahead and um, we will put you in a drawing and, you know, two people will win. Absolutely. Awesome. Or should she make a black velvet oil painting of us? Oh, my. Sort of she might Elvis she might painting. lose likes yeah, if she did true. that. Yeah, we, want, we want people to go to Gwen. I, I misunderstood. You want to you create she more was traffic. To business. Gotcha. All right, we'll do that, Gwen. All right, so, Greg, Gwen, we're going to go ahead and sign off now. We just rock the Casbah. Artistically. Ladies and gentlemen, you just finished listening to Gwen Ciccone talk about art and art from uh, the Christian perspective. We hope you enjoyed that. Um, again, uh, don't forget to go on and like Gwen's Facebook page. Um, do that. Let us know that you did that. 
by email. Remember, these go to 11, the number 15 at gmail.com. And then we'll send that over and Gwen will send out um, an art design of your choice. She's going to put that on her Facebook page so that you can see the different products there. I uh, want to make the announcement for Kathy Whistlin's book. We said we were going to give away two copies um, for re- retweeting. And our first winner is Shelly Perkins. Shelly Perkins won the first book and Luke Amos won the second one. So Shelly Perkins and Luke Amos. So glad you all participated in that. Um, once again, don't forget to go on and like Gwen Sacconi's Facebook page and she will send you a copy of her art. Um, check out her Etsy page as well and uh, you can see more of her fine products there. So hope you all have a great week and we'll catch you later. These go to 11.